0: Let's do this together. Happy Friday all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am here with Joy today. Super excited to have you on. So welcome.
1: Thank you, Monica, for having me. It's such a pleasure. I've been admiring your, uh, just your work on Instagram, and it's so great to be that.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to the fertility space.
1: Yeah, so uh, I am a fertility acupuncturist. I'm board, nationally board certified in uh, Oriental medicine, so I encompass acupuncture, herbal medicine, lifestyle changes, and nutrition. A lot of people, um, you know, don't know the difference between, um, you know, someone that practices Oriental medicine or the whole Asian medicine package, and and those that just practice acupuncture. So one of my passions is just making sure that when women come in, they feel fully supported mind, body, spirit, and it's not just throwing in needles. It's, it's a lot more than that. What we do is um, treating mind, body, spirit, and uh, really utilizing nutrition uh, herbal medicine um, you know, supplements, just lifestyle changes and mindset mindset shifts um, for the best outcomes. And so that's, that's kind of where my passion lies. As far as what brought me to fertility um, I was in my mid 20s. Um, I'm 43 now. But in my mid 20s, I started to get interested in nutrition. So I had a degree in psychology. And I was like, what do I get a degree in nutrition or naturopathic medicine? I was trying to figure that out. So and um, my, my parents in, in, ended up introducing me to Asian medicine acupuncture when I first uh, was uh, graduating from my undergrad, because I was kind of worn down and tired. And they said, maybe this will help. So I went and uh, he really, he looked at my tongue, felt my pulse, and he said, wow, you really probably, you know, you've been vegetarian. You probably should incorporate some animal proteins or something to boost your chi and energy. And, <laughs> and uh, I was just totally depleted because I'd been raised vegetarian. So that was kind of eye-opening. It kind of piqued my curiosity. Uh, what's going on with this medicine? And, and maybe changing my, my nutrition and my lifestyle will help me feel more energetic. So I end ended up going to that practice and that practice ended up being sold to a naturopathic physician who specialized in fertility. So that just kind of, you know, introduced me to the realm of natural medicine and fertility. And I started working with her as her office manager, getting kind of a handle on Western herbs and fertility. And I saw her just achieve so much success with her patients, um, coming in, you know, struggling with infertility, getting pregnant and, uh, I was, I was late. I had an aha moment and I said, you know what, I'm going to be going to um, get my four-year master's degree in oriental medicine. I'm going to help them with their fertility. And it was definitely like an aha, like this is, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Went to acupuncture school just to check it out, laid on the table, had this acupuncture session by this old master who's still practicing the professor. And I had, I literally had a kind of a, a like a vision of my life, um, just, uh, you know, being in this profession, being nationally board certified and having a family and only working part-time so I could really be with my family um, as well as have a career. So that's kind of what brought me to
0: today. And uh, I think that answered your question, right? Yeah, no, that's amazing. What a journey. Um, Let's just touch base a little bit about being a vegetarian, being raised as a vegetarian and shifting into consuming you know, a little bit of meat product, how, well, first, how did you feel about that? Like, because I guess if vegetarian and veganism, there's a broad spectrum, right? Like some people do it for um, health reasons. Some people do it to save the animals, you know, like yeah. and mental and emotional, like the, what was it like for you to finally eat meat? on a not like on a mental aspect right because you never did it before
1: yeah yeah so um I have to you know bring my husband into this because around that time I uh not not around well a little bit after that's when I met my husband and that's when I actually started eating more meat because he was like what's for dinner what <laughs> veggies like where's the mate he's from he's a southern boy from Georgia and you know he, he was just like you know this is not this is where's the where's the meat so that, that definitely, I can slowly and slowly, I, I would, I'd start eating like maybe like turkey bacon back in the day. And he, he advised me, he said, babe, that is not real bacon. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's great. And he was like, he was like, no, you have no idea. And I've never tried bacon. And then I tried it one day, he convinced me and. I love bacon now. I think it's great for fertility. I think it's you know full of healthy fats. So I think f- to get to get answer your question, it was a very gradual, yeah. gradual thing. Just in, in, incorporating a little bit of you know ground turkey, maybe making some quinoa turkey tacos where it's like half and half, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it didn't taste like meat. Yeah, and then uh, over the years, I've kind of just slowly added more, more types.
0: And so. did you, did you see and feel the benefits of adding in quality meat products to your health? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think it's, I think it's important for fertility. Um, I do see a lot of patients that come in that are vegetarian, vegan, And I ask them if it's for religious reasons or ethical reasons or just the way that they were raised, like myself. And we talk about ways to incorporate eggs and, you know, we start with like the turkey meat mixed with cauliflower rice or quinoa or something like that. So it doesn't taste so meaty for them. Um, but yeah, I think it's important, even just incorporating a little bit, you know, I think is is really important. I, I mean, I still still believe in the Harvard research that shows, you know, women that eat more of those plant based diets compared to just heavy meat have higher fertility. Oh I, yeah, I do kind of yeah, do that yeah. stuff. So um, I'm not saying like a whole plate of meat, but definitely like I always advise like a palm sized amount of, of clean meat, which would be you know grass fed beef or wild caught fish. Um, I think it's real. I think it can really speed up the process. Um, yeah. To- feeling more vibrant and just from an Asian medicine perspective, really nourishing the blood, yeah. because as you know, when we're pregnant, our blood plasma levels go up by like 40%. Mm-hmm. So it's important to those red and green foods and Asian medicines, what I call them. Like I tell people just remember Christmas colors yeah. Christmas <laughs> colors are the ones that are going to nourish the blood to enable you to build that placenta, build that eater and lining, you know, you know, make a baby. So it's important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think um, you just have to go back to basics. And this is what I say to people all the time. Like our ancestors, like back the hunter and gatherers, they weren't eating meat. Like we can consume meat, right? They, it was like celebrated to get that big kill. And every part of that animal was used, the bones, the liver, the brain, the tongue, the skin for you know, everything was used, but it was in small portions because it was feeding the village, right? So yeah. it's not about like yeah, over consuming meat, because I felt like that was our thing, because my husband too, like, where's the meat? And I felt like we were eating so much meat. And when I was getting a better even just like subconsciously doing it better, just trying to bring in more vegetables, it balanced itself out, right? So like our ancestors were more plant-based because that's what was more readily available to us right so if you just think of it that way of like okay what did you know like your great times 1000 grandfather and grandmother do um or even just going back like from our generation like even our just our grandmas and our grandpas they ate completely differently they did not have on-demand meat like we have now right you would go to the butchers and whatever the butcher had that's yeah. what you were going to have that week you didn't have a plethora of like yeah. different meats and stuff so i think it's just really getting back to those basics but it's hard because i think there's just so many different conflicting advice out there and and you eat, sure. you know even the documentary that was done with veganism that you know really hit the mainstream I watched it and I was like this is so convincing so convincing right like if I didn't have like the knowledge that I have I'd be like oh maybe I should try veganism for a little while but um so it's hard to like find the right path but I'm sure you would agree it's literally just about finding your food intolerances that's the diet everyone should be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: I, I put patients on for just the whole 30, I call it the fertility whole 30. And, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of expensive tests that you can take to figure out your food and tolerances, but when I'm working with people to make it as simple as possible. So yeah. we start with an elimination diet, you know yeah. um, I'm sure most of you are familiar with that but um, and then just paying attention, you know, after each food and then when you reintroduce the foods, wait three days. And, you know, I, this is kind of your wheelhouse, right? So just, you know, if you're tired, if you're bloated, if you're fatigued, you've got headaches, let's get to the root of those headaches and migraines. I see that a lot. Um, and yeah. patients just say, I'm sleeping better. I'm sleeping better. My, I'm not having night sweats. I'm, i you know, all the things start to improve. And, um, I, I can't just say it's the acupuncture. Cause I know most of it is actually just them change is what they do, what they bring to the table, Yeah, so change, making that, making that commitment, you know,
0: I think, um, That's the thing. I love acupuncture. I love the Eastern medicine side of stuff. But the reality is, is that we're living in Western times. And if you're dealing with Western problems like autoimmune issues, that stuff is for support, like you really have to get down to like the root cause of it and then bring in, um, and that goes with everything, right? Acupuncture, reflexology, iridology, um, (laughs) uh, even meditation, even yoga. Like I see yoga teachers who um, have this beautiful mindset and practice yoga and stuff, but they're still eating not for their body and they're still having issues. And even for my yoga teacher that transformed my journey, Um, when I got to know her, she had made, she had fertility issues and she looked amazing, but you know, she was on a very high gluten soy diet because she was a vegetarian. Yeah. I don't think she was a vegan, but, um, so yeah, it's, it's really, um, food is medicine and
1: absolutely. I a hundred percent believe that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Food is the
1: medicine. Yes. Amen. Preach that.
0: (laughs) And so yeah. you um, get a lot of clients coming from fertility clinics because the fertility clinics have, um, I want to say, caught on to our holistic ways. And I would even go as far to say we are supporting and raising their success rates because now women are coming to us or the doctors kind of see, well, there we are seeing success with that. So why don't you try this? Um, what have you noticed? the most about these come to acupuncture on day of transfer patients?
1: Yeah, so a lot of them are at a point where they, um, they absolutely want to throw anything at their they're improving their chances of success. Oftentimes, the fertility clinics uh, refer to me kind of last minute, mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe you want to try this, um, you know, day of transfer. So I, you know, over the years, my mentor kind of introduced me to uh, acupuncture to IVF. And that's kind of how I started doing that. Um, But yeah, I see a lot of women that are, um, they're just, you know, they'll tell them to do anything and they'll do anything just to to, to improve the chances. Um, And just let me say
0: I was one of them. And yes, you will do anything. It's not a judgment. It is just pure desperation at this point.
1: Yeah, and I remember feeling that way after miscarriages and things like that. So I can really identify with my patients um, with that, just that overwhelming desire to bring forth life and to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 there's nothing like it. It's so um, just, it comes from our core place of our, of our being, right? To want to have a baby. So I get it. Um, I, I support them on that day of transfer. Um, some, some, you know, if they find me a month or two before, then we try to fit in the, the 12 sessions of whole systems, Chinese medicine, which um, the research by Dr. Rubin uh, in 2015 showed, about you know, doubling life birth rates. So that's where I try to um, educate patients. It's just sometimes they're not open to it initially. So Maybe if they find me last minute, we do the day of transfer, successful or not, you know, one way or the other. But then when they come back to me and say they haven't had success, say we just tried acupuncture, day of transfer, but nothing changed. We didn't change lifestyle, nutrition, anything like that. Then they're sometimes um, really more open to the education process and the mindset starts to shift and the perspective starts to open to wait a second, maybe maybe I can do something. Maybe I was told that there's nothing I could do. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Oh, you have to do IVF. I mean, doctors have told my patients, you know, the only way that you'll get pregnant is with IVF. And I'm here to say today, the reason why I wanted to be on your podcast is I want to just shout that from the rooftops. Like that's not the only answer. And yeah. um, I want to be more bold in sharing that message. Um, so we've helped women that have been told that they only get pregnant if they get pregnant naturally. These are women with, you know, PCOS or other things. And it's not, it's not just the acupuncture. It's what you're saying. It's the your message as well as mine, which is changing lifestyle and nutrition, all of that, the supplements and herbs that go with it. So yeah, they come in just, I want to throw anything out this, and then sometimes it takes one or two losses, either miscarriages after that IVF or, um, just it not working or not even able to get any eggs. Um, that's when I feel like women are like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to try this. I'm going to look at the nutrition piece and I'm kind of there just supporting and comforting. And I find that there, um, I know that one of the things that you wanted to talk about today was adrenal and thyroid health, but I find Hmm. a lot of them are just burned out. Yeah. (laughs) So, and you know, this Monica, like like a hundred percent. And I know you get it. So what you've experienced, I experienced on the other side, literally holding and stroking their hair, giving massage, my my love languages are foot massages and scalp massages. So the way that I start my practice here is just hands-on touch. Oh my God, I'm coming. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Just restorative. I mean, a lot of times they're in that fight or flight mode. So you ask them, what are they like? They're just fight or flight. And so my whole goal and mission for them is to switch off that fight or flight to get them into that parasympathetic mode, which is what acupuncture is so known for. And what my, one of my favorite aspects of it is just the de-stressing. So I literally get them on the table. Sometimes we'll turn on binaural beats. We have essential oil sprays that we spray. We've got heat lamps. We just try to create the most nurturing environment because, um, it's, it's heartbreaking just seeing women, you know, so a lot of times they'll cry, they'll release. Um, I usually won't even sit chair to chair face to face. I just get them right on the table to make it not, not doctorly, right. Just Mm -hmm. the opposite of a a doctor's office. And yeah, that's my favorite aspect of, of treating women really is just, um, nurturing them and, and, you know, helping them through this process to just, you know, um, let go of some of that fight or flight and stress, and then teaching them that they can focus on their breath, you know, the breath work, the power of their breath. So you do that restorative breath work, you know, inhale for four, through the nose, and then exhale for five, through the mouth. Um, one of my patients told me that one of the things that she got most from acupuncture was just how to calm herself, Yeah. do some panic attacks. And she was like, I didn't know that I could, I could calm myself. Mm-hmm. So teaching them that through the practice of oriental medicine of how to calm the nervous system is, is one of my favorite aspects
0: yeah it sounds like you do like much more than just acupuncture um you know I've 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 did acupuncture for a long time during my fertility journey and I never really connected with it because it was very much like you went in they look at your tongue they do the initial intake and then they do the pressure points and I said it was like good for me because it made me just sit still and like literally do nothing but be with myself, which I think a lot of people um, dealing with infertility are type A and they don't do that a lot until they learn how to do it. Um, But then I connected with a reflexologist, which was like you. She was, you know, engaging. We talked about my journey, you know, she yeah, I had this beautiful room and had the hot pads and the the music and the oils. And, you know, I always advise people when they go to do these services, you need a connection. You need to go and just feel the like aura, right? That is, and that's where the magic is because you can go get acupuncture. You can go get reflexology. Yeah, they'll do the pinpoints and all that, but it's actually the physical, emotional like reaction you're having to that person with that person and moving and shifting that energy.
1: Yeah. It has to feel like a safe space. And I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought that up, it should feel like a safe space Yeah. and, um, you know, having a background in psychology and, you know, having some issues myself, I think, I, I feel like I am able to, to bring that empathy and compassion. Um, and so, yeah, I would say if you are looking into active after- find someone that Resonates with you, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, has specialized in fertility for a long time, so when you're talking about you know the different medications and stimulations that you're on, or you're wanting to know about your BBT chart, or you know ways to nourish yourself, you you really have someone that has experience with fertility. You don't want to just go to just just a, a generalist when it comes to fertility.
0: yeah, yeah. And the way um, that I've seen acupuncture used in the East, it is really like. Um, like a nonchalant, I'm just going to get it. They have those big clinics, everyone sits in it and they use it because they're not necessarily trying to um, fix themselves from a disease. They use it as care through their whole life, right? Where I feel like in the West, we use it, we only go when we're like ill, like I'm gonna use this to make me feel better. And that's not really what it was kind of invented for. It was like more of a lifestyle, like this is support, while you do everything else you should be doing to yeah, have a healthy I, life.
1: Yeah. I think the acupuncturist only got paid if his fifth is a, uh, his little area was well, right. right. So <laughs> yeah. they would do It would go like two or three sessions in a week, a uh, nip it in the bud, try to get, you know, work on it, prevent it. And then, and yeah, it's, it's, mu- it's, it was much different. I like that you brought that up.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, let's talk about thyroid and adrenal fatigue and just, how do you find that the, the patients that you get from the clinics are told, oh yeah, you have a thyroid issue, but don't worry. It has nothing to do with your fertility. Do you get a lot of that in your clinic?
1: I love your question. <laughs> they're, so, they're so loaded and on point. Yeah. I would say, I would say maybe 80% um, of my patients. so oh, that might be high. Maybe 70% of my patients are coming to me um, you know, especially the ones from not all of my patients come from fertility clinics, but a lot of them do. And a lot of them are on thyroid. And so that makes you kind of pause and go, Hmm, why, why is that? Mm-hmm. Why is it that all these women that are going through their IVF cycles are now finding that they have a hypothyroidism. And then once it's treated, it's just treated right before the transfer. So it's not like it has a chance to Right. If we know that early miscarriage is related to Mm -hmm. to hypothyroidism, low, low thyroid. And so it's like, oftentimes the medication is given. Right. But it's right before it's like a month or two before the transfer. So it's going to help with the transfer, but we never had a chance to see how it would impact regular fertility, natural fertility right? Because it hasn't had enough, you know, there was no waiting period to kind of let the thyroid normalize, uh, maybe do adaptogen herbs, you know, make sure that nutrition is dialed in. So yeah, I see a, a lot of that. Um, and then we know that stressful events, um, research shows that a, a stressful life of event is enough to bring on an autoimmune condition like, mm-hmm. hyper, like a Hashimoto's. And so some women have Hashimoto's um, and maybe it's because of the diagnosis, you know, women are told like you are infertile you've got this, you've got POI or POF and you have all these things. And um, yeah, it's frightening. Women walk out like, you know, frightened, right? Like, you know, like just, so I think supporting the, you know, adrenal and thyroid health through adaptogens, um, typically that's something that I can do when I have the three months, which again, Mm -hmm. can. my, you know we know through research that 90 to 120 days is really how you're going to, the window of time that you're really going to truly make a difference in, in reproductive health so when someone comes to me i just am right up front this is a 90 to 120 day program we're going to work together for three months then we're going to reassess and at that point refer you out to, um, naturopathic physician that I work with. I have a lot of different physicians that I work with to get further testing into genes and other things. And then, mm-hmm. you know, fertility clinics. Um, so I have lots of different, I feel like it sometimes takes a team approach. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the thyroid, um, you know, my, I had, I struggled with my own thyroid issues and my master's thesis was on thyroid health. And it was interesting because I was writing my, my master's you know, thesis and realized I have these symptoms, (laughs) I'm cold, I'm, I'm depressed, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't lose baby weight. This, for me, it happened after my first son. Um, I'm feeling all of these things, totally foggy headed. And like, Mm -hmm. just, and so I went in, they palpated my thyroid and they found a nodule. Um, and that was postpartum. And then that led me into a whole nother year of trying to figure out how do I treat this? um, you know, looked at all different types of things, went to naturopaths and, you know, acupuncturists and tried to figure out what was going on. Um, in hindsight for me, um, I think stress was a big, big player in, um, hypothyroidism for me. And, um, that that's partly why I'm so passionate about supporting women, lowering stress. Yeah. So that the thyroid, so the adrenals are kind of like the first organ, uh, like first little glands to to take the Brent. So we live in fight or flight, fight or flight, right? And the adrenals are pumping out cortisol, pumping out cortisol. And then I feel like if that goes on for too long, and this is my my opinion and my perspective, that goes on for too long, that's when we see the thyroid start to tank. And that's yeah. exactly what happened with me in my story. I was taking care of my mom. She was struggling with breast cancer for five years. I was finishing up my master's. I was getting married. I was getting a house, all the things. And then I, that's when I had my miscarriage my first pregnancy my thyroid but I was in my 20s I was like I don't want to take a pill I don't you know and so I went on and I was like I'll just be fine and then miscarriage you know first pregnancy had preeclampsia which is related to low thyroid in the last mm-hmm. few weeks yep. so sometimes when you're living your life you can't see, you might not have all the head knowledge, right? But you can't really see sometimes you're in the forest, right? I don't know what the analogy is. I'm really bad at those analogies, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but you're in there and you can't sometimes see, even if you, you know all the knowledge, you can't see it for yourself sometimes.
0: Yeah. Um, so Well, I mean, that's the thing with thyroid and um, it can go undetected for so long because the tests are so vague. And they look at certain markers that could seem even fine, um, even in, sometimes in functional medicine ranges. Um, but if you have those high antibodies, which most of the time they don't check for.
1: Yes. Yeah, don't that nuts. yeah, that drives me nuts. Yeah bonkers. So usually people will come in and they'll say, Oh, my TSH is fine. Oh, okay. Let's look at T3 and T4. Um, do you have antibodies? Have you done that? No. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Now I need to send you, into, I was okay, ask your fertility doctor to test for the antibodies or go to this naturopath to test your antibodies. We need to know about
0: that. Yeah. A lot auto- of the times, you know, when I do the test for them and I'm, I have to send them back to their doctor, right? I'm like, okay, you need to go tell your doctor you have this. And the doctor's like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, whatever and they're just not trained in it and and you know that's just the facts of it it's not that they're not smart enough to do that or know it but they're not trained in it and obviously it's not a prerequisite to continue that training on a on a side and um and that's my big issue um I mean, it's, I don't necessarily feel like thyroid is like my fight. You know how you like take personal things like unexplained is mine, but obviously it's like autoimmune um, and thyroid definitely comes into that. I mean, over 50% of my, my clients have thyroid issues, but um, my thing is, is all these women who are have known thyroid issues like Hashimoto's, you know, all that stuff. Right. And they are on thyroid medication, but they're not doing anything to improve or help improve their situation. They use treatment to get pregnant. And this is why I don't follow a lot of people on social media because I used to follow women in their journeys and I've watched their pregnancies be almost like not a disaster, but really scary. Right. Everything that could come up, comes up. They have a traumatic birth. There's always a traumatic birth related to it. And then the postpartum is heartbreaking because your body just doesn't have enough to do, you know, like producing milk and, you know, recovering from a pretty traumatic event. Like your body has nothing, it can't do both, right? So they struggle with that. A lot of the times the babies have like a few different um issues, some big, some normal, like we'd love to call these, all these colicky babies, like, oh, that's just normal. It's like, mm, mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's not completely normal. Um, and I'm just sitting there and just going, it's down to your thyroid. You yeah. don't realize how important your thyroid is not only to get pregnant, but to stay pregnant, to have a healthy, successful pregnancy, that's to good. give We're birth and yeah. to recover and you see a lot of people coming in with secondary infertility because they didn't even realize they had a thyroid issue and that pregnancy pushed them over the edge it's it's yeah. the tipping you know the point yeah. it's a lot of pressure on your body um and we just don't talk about it enough and i think um because it's a fine line right like you can't yeah. be like yeah when they're going through these things you want to show them compassion and love but you do ask act at the same time just want to go from a functional medicine standpoint I can tell you exactly why these things are going on it's not just one of those things you just weren't genetically set up with it oh you have a thyroid problem so there's nothing you can do about it there's right. so much you can do and
1: yes. yeah yeah we just can't,
0: we kind of can't talk about it because it's like, well, don't talk about that child with that issue. Or don't talk about that woman with that issue. It's like, if you like, let's even just bring it down to like a very well-known one, right? Fat shaming. Don't fat shame. Like don't body shame that person. It's like, we're not body shaming anyone. We're just telling you that fat is a sign of inflammation. You're genetically prone to show inflammation through fat. Some people aren't, some people are. I'm not shaming you, but know that you can do things about it. And it's not extreme dieting. It's not extreme exercise. It's lowering that inflammation. And every client that comes to me who, because I get them to list out their top health complaints that have nothing to do with fertility. I want to know what your common health issues are. And if you have weight on there, the moment they start reducing their inflammatory foods, 15 pounds come off like that, not even trying. I see that
1: all the time too. I see that all the time. Wow, I just lost 15 pounds in my last, in my first you know 30 to 60 days with you wow it's 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 exactly what you're saying it's it's yeah. powerful
0: yeah. yeah
1: lower inflammation is huge um yeah I mean I think too is when it's yourself you can't always see like I thought I was really healthy yeah my, <laughs> totally my first yeah. pregnancy like I had the miscarriage it was totally baffling to me here I am finishing my master's degree in this health degree you know a health degree and and I just didn't understand and now in hindsight I'm starting to put all the pieces together that's what was happening oh, I didn't yeah. Really thyroid was related. Oh, the doctor did tell me it was low, uh, you know, two years before I conceived. Right. Mm-hmm. And Oh, even though I don't have the hard, you know, science to say, Oh yeah, that was for sure. The reason it, it definitely looks like it, you know, Yeah. Um, because you want the TSH between 0.5 to two, and then you want T3 and T4 to be adequate, all that, all that good stuff. Um, and then yeah, fast forward to my, you know, giving birth at almost 41, that was my healthiest
0: pregnancy. Right. I know. I, I yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, uh, like, going to that, like, old crappy lie and myth in our, you know, in the fertility space is, like, your age, your age, your age. And, like, no, it's your health. It is your health that determines
1: You And determines you can everything. even you can even see, Monica, like, if you look at a picture of me pregnant with my first after a miscarriage, tons of stress, my face is just a completely different shape. i am yes. swollen, and I didn't realize it fast forward to giving birth at almost 41. I was hiking the mountain to the top. My space looked more, I w- didn't have all this puffiness. I had energy. Yeah. I had a better postpartum. He was my largest baby. Mm-hmm. You know, the first, he was four pounds. That was stressful. Oh. My, la- my last, he was eight pounds right? <laughs> at, at, at almost 41. So yeah, yeah, I think sometimes when we think that we're doing all the right things, sometimes it does help to have somebody like yourself or myself in your, on your on your team, a tribe to kind of help you navigate that. Even if you have the head knowledge, sometimes it's
0: yeah, oh, hard massively to yourself. Most of my clients come to me very well educated, and I'm a little bit taken back. Like working with functional medicine doctors and have the knowledge themselves, I'm like, well, okay, I got this. All right, and yeah, like there's not been one time that I've not been able to dig into their history, either on a physical or mental side, to say, look, this is the big shining light we got to work on this area. Um, But yeah. And I mean, I can, as my listeners know, totally relate. I thought it was healthy. I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. And that's, and the doctors thought so too, but infertility was the huge spike, like shining light. And because it's not a life or death situation, I almost feel like it's not taken seriously, you know, like, well, you're not going to die if you don't have a baby, right? So medically, there's nothing that we can really do for you. Where I think when we come from a functional side, um, of course, we want to get you pregnant. Of course, that's the ultimate goal. But we know that it's so much more than that. Like we are really here to create um, abundant mamas and like healthy babies, where maybe on the like more technical side of things, they're just There to get you pregnant.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, listening to some of your podcasts, Monica, you talk about epigenetics, and that's a huge Mm. passion of mine. Is like you said, it's not just about getting pregnant. It's let's talk about the health of your your child, and this affects even the future generations. Yeah. And that's the stuff that really gets me fired up, and that's where I'm passionate because that's where I feel like I can make a difference with patients. Is in that. So have a healthier pregnancy, not get pregnant, make sure that uterine lining is good, um, work on a quality. You know, decrease stress is a big one working on that, that, that aspect with the adaptogen herbs, like we talked about calming the, the nervous system, empowering them to take back their own health and fertility, and not feeling like there's nothing I can do. I just have to do IVF. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's, um, it's a powerful message. And um, I think we will, we will be the big shining light that hopefully, you know, we don't want women to suffer like we did, you know, like no. we, we've no. been through it. And I can honestly say if my, my future self went to my, <laughs> my 27-year-old um, self and said, look, this is what you need to do to get pregnant, I probably would have told him to fuck off because there's no way I was going to go down all that crazy hippie Craziness. stuff, right? <laughs> like, it seemed like crazy town. Yeah. It seemed, yeah. Um, yeah. But once you're eventually there, once you, like you say, sometimes and how it was for me, I had to go through a massive fail of an IVF and spend all that money to go, okay, I'll, I'll listen. I, I don't even care if you, it is like witchcraft, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you, and then you start seeing all the amazing things yeah. and just like getting back to the first statement, just what our ancestors are doing. We're not inventing anything new we're not creating this like crazy new path. Like in reality, the IVF is the crazy new, like, look, this is the only way you can have a baby is use our treatments. And it's like, nah, that's, yeah. that's. Um, and I, I, am not here to pick on IVF. I have an IVF baby. I'm super grateful for the of technology course. for the women who need it of or course. even want to use it to speed up yes. their journeys. Um, but yeah, we need to kind of shift the narrative that like what we're saying is the norm, like how humans actually lived and survived for thousands, hundreds of thousands of years before modern day stressors came and basically fucked us up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And I think a lot of women don't realize that going through the IVF journey is almost like a second or a full-time job. Oh yeah. Um, I think a lot of women don't realize that. And then they're in it and they didn't, they didn't, anticipate how much how stressful it is on their body and their time. Um and so I think that's something that needs to be talked about as well. That it takes, yes you know on average nationally it takes about 2.6 rounds of IVF for a baby. I think I think you would probably agree that's some of the, yes. the national stats. And people don't aren't told that there's not really an understanding that it might take more than one time. Um, you know, so that's I think my biggest passion in, in doing this podcast with you is just to help people give permits permission to pause and to shift mindset that there might be something else out there that can help you that can improve a quality and improve your digestive health. And all those, like one of my favorite things about what you say is that it's might not have to do with your fertility or baby bits, right? It might have everything to do with, with other aspects of your health. And I think we just don't we just, a lot of, I think we just all don't see that sometimes, you know, that it's other things that could be related to the migraines or the bloat and all the different things. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. Our body is one. I was just, you know, I don't know who I was talking to. I talked to a lot of amazing, beautiful women. Um, But it's like, how did we get disconnected that our mental health, right? Like our brain has nothing to do with our physical health when our brain is literally in our body connected to every single aspect of us. And yet we don't believe that stress, mental and emotional health isn't, it doesn't become physical. Like it's crazy, right? right? Like in our gut, like how, like when people are like, oh, well that has nothing to do with your ovaries. I'm like, how does it not? Your gut has to handle every single thing in your body that's the hub you take your gut out you're fucked right (laughs) like you have nothing so it's getting back to realizing like yeah we're all our body is connected and all connected it's obviously important to have um surgeons and doctors to have like specialties in those right like we need that like specific knowledge but when we're looking at like a holistic thing if yeah. your lady bits are okay, which a lot of people using IVF, they're okay. Because if they weren't, you probably wouldn't be able to use IVF, right? Other than the tubes yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's time to just like get that back together. Like I say, go back to your ancestors and learn learn from history. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's true. Like um, I, I know research that I was reading last night shows that when a woman has a diagnosis like of infertility, they're like, they're, they're showing that on a psychological level, it's similar to cancer diagnosis, yeah. the feeling of like, oh my gosh, like overwhelm. And so I guess that's where a big part of my heart is, is just, is the compassion towards just supporting women so that they feel held. And so that those, that stress response of like, oh my gosh, this is, this is like, you know, to just kind of like, okay, let's bring that down. Let, let's, let's nurture you and then find ways forward um, yeah. And we know that stress also slows T3, you know, T4 conversion to T3. So it impacts our gut when we're stressed, impacts our thyroid, mm-hmm. um, you know, 30% of our sex hormones are made in our adrenal glands. So when yeah. that's stressed, it's like, yeah, our hormones are off because our adrenals output 30%, right? Yeah. So if those are all taxed and used up using cortisol. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all related mind, body, spirit, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Yeah. It's it's time to change the narrative, I suppose. And that's why you're all listening here. You're ready for that. Or maybe you just stumbled onto this and, and think we're wacky. <laughs> I don't know. Either way. Welcome. <laughs> that's okay too. That's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you and connect with you.
1: For sure. So you can find me at joyleshner.com and that's L-E-C-H ner.com. Uh, you can also find me on instagram so just joy lechner my name um, and joy is pretty easy to remember right so
0: yeah uh, yeah it's the one of the steps i absolutely insist on all my clients bringing back into their lives and it, it's a little bit shocking when some of them are like i don't know what brings me joy anymore so yeah joy is very important
1: yeah. I asked the same question, you know, let's get back to finding some joy in the present moment because in this journey, it's important to do that.
0: Yes, yeah, so exactly. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Joylustyear.com and Instagram. And then I do have something just a free, like it's just an empowered, empowered fertility uh, reset kind of free mini course. And I use this podcast today as
0: inspiration for me to get
1: that done. No, so,
0: nice. Um, it sounds great. Yeah.
1: It's just a free, just, you know, Oh, little mini course. It's got five kind of clinical tips from my own experience. So over the last 10 years working with patients on the fertility journey, uh, over 10,000 hours of working with uh, women and couples trying to conceive, and it's definitely my heart. So I hope you enjoy those goodies. And uh, thanks so much, Monica, for having me on. It was such a pleasure. I, I loved uh, just deep diving with you. I feel like we could talk for hours.
0: Right. I know. I love this. Um, I'll make sure all those are in the show notes. So people have easy access to them and no, thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Um, I love hearing from women like you empowering. Um, yeah. The listeners that we can do things. We have power. We have a lot more power than we know.
1: Yeah. So it's permission to pause, right?
0: So that you can. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so yeah. much. Monica. I appreciate it. Yeah. Pleasure.